is drinking the blue Kool-Aid. We're lifelong Lions fans. Bob! All right, let's go, Lions fans. The Jared Goff era has begun. Connor! Hey, let's bite some kneecaps. Detroit versus everybody, baby. UJ! A new era in Detroit has begun, people. So get on the train or get left behind. Rudd Dog. This is going to be an unprecedented era of Detroit Lions respect. Man, I'm Big Z. It's a new era of Detroit Lions football. It's going to be one hell of a season. We'll be drinking the blue Kool-Aid with Dan Campbell all year long. Predictions, thoughts, reactions, everything we got to hear. Sit back, relax, and grab your Kool-Aid, fans. Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back and ready for week 14 of the NFL season. That's right, week 14. Now remember, there's 18 weeks in the NFL season this year, not 17. They've got that extra game this year. Uh, but we're getting there. We're getting close to the end. And unfortunately, the Lions are not in the playoff contention, most likely. But we're not out of it yet. We're not out of it yet. Yeah, we're not we're, technically out. We're not yeah. technically out of it yet. Only five games out of the playoffs. Oh, then we're as good as in. That's right. Uh, I like it. <laughs> so... Before we get into all that and talking about the upcoming game this weekend, uh, let's get to the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So I'm Big Z. Let's get to the rest. We got Connor. Hello. Bob. Hello, hello. And Red Dog. Yo. All right, gentlemen. So the Lions are traveling to Denver, trying to make it a two-game winning streak. The first chance yeah. of the year for them to uh, acquire a winning streak. Um. <laughs> but uh, eight point underdogs. This game's at three oh five Central, four oh five Eastern in Denver. Uh, at the over unders forty two. This Broncos team. Uh, well, they they are Jekyll and Hyde this year. They uh, they've gone from smoking uh, you know the right now the playoff bound Chargers, but um, but then getting killed by the Eagles in another week, just like us. We got killed by the Eagles too. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we can share that. Yeah. So the, the Broncos have beat like the the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets to start the year three. No, then they played the Ravens, Steelers, and Raiders, and Browns, and lost four in a row. Then they won two in a row against the Redskins and or not the Reds, sorry, Washington Football Team, and the Cowboys. And I got killed by the Eagles, killed the Chargers, then got killed by the Chiefs. So a truly up and down team. Uh, they're six and six. They are battling for a playoff spot. Denver, Denver, pretty hard place to play. Uh, you know, for a, for a road team because they got that thinner air. Um, it's unique for a visiting team to come and, uh, you know, just conditioning wise to play in those environment. I like our odds of the changing the field position with the punter now, though, this week. I mean, I see Jack Fox boom one and, you know, lower yeah. gravity. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see it. Um, So other other players on this uh, Denver team to kind of look out for. Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback of this team. Uh, you know, he is what he is. Uh, he's pretty conservative quarterback. Uh, doesn't turn over the ball too much, uh, but he's also not going to wow you with any, uh, you yeah. know, big plays or anything like that. He, yeah. he he's kind of like Jared Goff in, in terms of uh, we'll take the check down or take like look for the open receiver uh, within five yards rather than try to force it downfield to somebody. Yeah, um, but he's going to make you be have to be disciplined because he's a pretty accurate passer mm -hmm. in the short field. So you got to be disciplined and you know really be on those routes, or otherwise he'll dink and dunk you to death. Yeah, he's an interesting quarterback. I know when he was with the Vikings, everyone thought he was like the next big thing, and 
had some injuries and just never really totally worked out for him. Right, exactly. Well, he had that that he he was probably headed for a contract extension that he tore up his yeah. leg in practice. Almost lost his leg there. That was yeah. a really bad injury. Yeah, so, it was scary. So it is cool that he still made a career, uh traded from the Panthers to the Denver this offseason. Um and it's about what you expect. Uh Javante Williams, their rookie running back, has had a great year. Uh he has six hundred and seventy yards. He split carries with Melvin Gordon. Now Melvin Gordon didn't play last week. I don't know if he's gonna be playing this week. Uh but Javante Williams is a pretty good running back. Uh, so another guy to look out for. Um, pretty decent offensive line. Nothing great, but nothing uh, terrible. Like right in the middle, I'd say. Uh, hmm. Graham Glasgow still uh, plays for them too. So, uh, Receivers, Cortland Sutton's their big one. Jerry Judy, uh, Tim Patrick, those are some of the names. Tight ends, they have a pretty good uh, pairing there, no, led by Noah Font. And then defensively, they have uh, Nick Chubb. Or not Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb. Um, uh, does Font what? have to? Is this uh, going to be a show off between Font and Hawk since they were the two Iowa tight ends that came out? There? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, last round. Well, I think Hawks won that so far in terms of the value uh, between the two. Yeah, I, well, they're going to get you a head-to-head this time, though. Yeah, this, yeah. this is a prove-it game. I like it. A little extra motivation for Hawk in yeah. this one. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and then Justin Simmons, a really good uh safety for this Broncos team. Someone to look out for over the middle of the field for Jared Goff, uh for sure. So it'll it, it'll be good matchup though on the D line uh or offensive line side of things going against Chubb uh for Sewell or Decker, see how they can hold up. But this is a super beatable Denver team. What about Von Miller? Oh wait. He gone. <laughs> yeah. Man, he- it's kind of crazy. It still doesn't year. seem right, though. He was like synonymous with them for so long. Right, but that, I mean that's just how it goes in the NFL. Uh, but mm-hmm. business. They weren't going to sign into an extension, um, and they got a second and a third rounder for him. Yeah. And their defense hasn't really dropped off since then, so it's been about yeah. consistent. Well, it's their offense job, right, so, more the issue. Yeah. Makes up um, a little bit. So, uh, but but that's that's kind of the uh, the Denver defense. They've let their head coach, Vic Fangio, who's familiar with the Lions in terms of his time uh, as defense coordinator with the Bears for a long time. Uh, so defense is pretty good. Offense not as good. So hopefully the Lions' defense can continue the, you know, their hot pace of play uh, the the way they've been playing the last month and a half. And hopefully the Lions, most importantly, Lions' offense doesn't keep putting our. Uh, uh, defense in bad <laughs> positions this game with turnovers and such. Yes. I think that'll be a big key and trying to execute if they do go for like on their own forty, executing those fourth and ones instead of turning it over and downs. <laughs> um, Definitely. Yeah. So I mean that's one of my keys of the game. Don't don't give uh you know Denver great field position here. Make make them try to earn their their points going down the you know the length <laughs> of the field rather than short drives. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, is there anything else you guys want to know? I, I another you know news wise, um, I don't know if uh, Evan Brown will be in this game. He's on the COVID list right now, so uh, yeah. and w- which stinks because he's been a slightly above replacement. Eesh. Like uh, like he's been playing pretty solid as far as a backup center goes. I think he's done more than uh, you, oh, you know, I say very solid. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure who would step in at uh, center for us. Maybe Tom. Tommy Kramer, uh, Jonah, I think Jonah Jackson could like step in there in emergency. I haven't really heard who they uh, have plans for stepping at center there yet. Uh, maybe yeah, it, maybe tough. it could have been Stenberg if he was healthy. 
Yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. UJ would have loved that. Yes, he would have. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think we do in terms of center there? I, I mean, have you guys I seen anything? I have not. Yeah, in my I research. haven't seen anything on it. I'm curious about that myself, actually. Hmm. Maybe he'll get to like test negative or something. Hopefully, he just gets back. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure we'll see something about it soon. Yeah. But, yeah, you, that sucks. What do you need? Like two negative tests, and then you're back, or something like that. Yeah. Right. If you're vaccinated, if you're unvaccinated, you have to wait ten days, no matter what. Yeah, but he's so. vaccinated. From yeah, I haven't uh, seen anything about him being unvaccinated, so it's just simply trying to get those negative tests up. And well, then it's time. like it really. It's a matter of question: was it like a false positive, or was he legit? Like, have it? <laughs> like, is he sick? Because that's yeah. the other thing. He has to actually be better for. If, yeah, not, like, if he's still yeah. symptom, if he's still symptomatic, the test's not going to matter. So hopefully, he just gets better if he's sick. So, because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure we don't know that, right? I am. I know. <laughs> right. Hey, did you see? There's a. Uh... Uh, there's a non-COVID virus spreading through the Lions facility, so I don't know how that's Oh, yeah. Going. They had to separate the offense and the defense of practice today oh to goodness. limit the spread. Yeah. So yeah, I know Jared Goff was other things besides COVID? I didn't know there was. I thought COVID was the only virus. No. Jared, uh, Jared Goff was playing with like flu-like symptoms in that last game, actually. So that was like his flu game, uh, like the Michael Jordan. <laughs> game yeah. Jordan wow. I know. Maybe that's the secret. He always has to have the flu. Yeah, when people talk about the Jordan game, they're going to talk about the golf game. Like, I was going to say he definitely yeah. deserves that comparison. What, they're number, they're one and two. They're pretty close uh, <laughs> next to each other there. Um, but yeah, no, that I think, you know, I think that's not just the Lions too. I think other NFL teams have been dealing with that um, as well. So the fun continues in terms of the, you know, uh, everything off the field in, in that regard. Yeah. It's just uh, it's annoying, but um. You know, the other thing with this, and, you know, the remaining games in the season, we mentioned in the last podcast, too, is, the, um, you know, the Lions, they're, they're one win away from not having that number one pick. Everybody's cemented them in already. Yeah. We're going uh, mm-hmm. to bu- jumble up the the order a little bit here. If we win, we fall to three, works. right? Right. Yeah, draft. based on uh, the tiebreaker, if you have with the same records, is... Um, um, strength of schedule. Although we have that tie, so that I think that's why we'd fall to three in this case. With the tie, it, it, it's better than a loss. So um, that's yeah, it helps your winning percentage. Man, so so we're it, gonna be a three after this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I again, this this Denver team is super beatable. Uh, they are not yeah. playing great football, oh, yeah. at least as of last week. Their um, yards yeah. per game are pretty so low. Jacks- Jacksonville, Houston are both two and ten. Um, we're one ten and one. If we mo- if they both lose, oh, we have the tie. Right? Um, and we have and we're two ten and one, and they're both two and eleven. They would jump uh, above us. So we have mm. the tie breaker. Is that what you're saying? Nah. Boo. Nah, uh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that should be. I predict a very boring game this week. How about maybe. this? How about this in the draft right now though? Uh, so the draft order as of today in the top ten, it goes Detroit, Jacksonville, Houston. Then the Jets, then the Jets, then the Giants, then the Giants, then Atlanta, Carolina, the Minnesota. The the Jets have two picks, four and five in a row because they have Seattle's pick. The and then uh, the Giants have Chicago's pick, which is six, and then their own at seven. So that that would be an That's, interesting top ten of the draft with two yeah. teams drafting four it's picks kinda, in a row. It's wild like that they're that pick close to each other. But on top of that, just how many teams are double dipping in this first round this year? And then yeah. that means how many teams aren't even drafting this first round? Like it, that's kind of wild. 
Yeah. Gonna, I wish we could just. It's going to be right. a change of power. Lions, Jets, Giants. Top of the league. Yeah. These teams are just yeah, going right. to amass all the first round picks. <laughs> I, hey, I'm always down to just pick up more first rounders. I mean, I'm very proud of what Brad Holmes has done so far. Oh, man. So. If he keeps it going this way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right now, uh, as a stand line, so the first and 24th pick in the draft. Um, the other teams with two um, is Philadelphia. They would have 13 and 17. So. Uh, but th- I mean, that's what's at stake in this game. If we win, uh, in turn, <laughs> what is that? Five teams with two. There are no. It's just Detroit, what Jacksonville, win, and Houston. Uh, the Jets have three wins. No, let's, let's two, be honest. Two, two picks. picks. Yeah. Oh, um, yep. They the Lions, five? the Jets, the Giants, and the Eagles. So four. Yeah. Oh, four. So let's eight. let's have an honest conversation here. Would you guys be bummed if the Lions won and fell to three? Or no? Are you happy with the win? <sighs> It's hard to root against the Lions. Uh, I'm not saying root week, against them, so. but if they did win, would part of you be like, oh, we're out on Kayvon now. We're out on Aiden probably. Well, we'd probably get no. one of those guys still at three, I think. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's, yeah, it, it's hard to say with this draft. It's still wide open. It's a mystery. Um, we, we've, we've had this discussion before. Like last year, I, we were very heated about this. I know we got like, we, but like, you know how I feel like, it's a win. I will take a Lions win first and foremost. But I felt like last anything. year was different in terms of like there was a uh, lot of franchise quarterbacks um, in play. This year it's a little different when uh, it's kind of more wide open. Like a team like Jacksonville really needs a, an offense tackle. And Evan Neal on Alabama is considered like one of the better offense tackle prospects uh, some yeah. of these scouts have seen in a while. Like even better than Sewell and, and such. Isn't like, there a top safety floating around this draft too? Yeah, yeah uh, Kyle Hamilton I'm, from Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. yeah. So there are uh, there. I, that's why you know it depends on the year. Maybe when we can uh, argue that conversation. But of course, yeah, it's hard to root against. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we fell and ended up well. with the safety from Notre Dame, that wouldn't be a horrible thing. I mean, no, oh, no, no. that would actually you know? be an awesome first. Oh, so I love it. I, I'm okay with getting some more wins. I mean, right, but there's a lot more time to talk about a draft. Uh, but let's go back in this game and just what the Lions need to continue to do. Uh, you know, offensively especially. Execute the pass game, right? Uh, but well, yeah, in the run game, I think. I mean, you know, we won't have Swift, but uh, I think yeah, no Swift again. Which... Denver's a little vulnerable against the run. I think a uh, good run game. I think they yeah. should give the ball a little more to the uh, to Jefferson and Ugabuki. As much as I like Jamal, uh, I just feel like those guys offer a little more explosive run potential than Jamal does. So it'd be nice to see them get a little more opportunity. Right, and I think we mentioned this in the the past podcast. Like, we all like Jamal Williams a lot as a number two running back, but as far as a lead running back, we don't necessarily like love him getting twenty carries a game. So I I do mm-hmm. like uh, them splitting up the carries a little more with Swift out. I mean, he's great on those first it, downs and consistently getting four yards, and then right. on those short yards when you just need one. But like, it'd be nice to see those other guys peppered more in between where in and get them in space because they're faster. Yeah, it doesn't I, seem like Swift's gonna come back anytime soon either. So, no, it does not. Especially you know when we're not in playoff contention, there's no need to risk any further injury oh, no. uh, when yeah. he's a big piece of our offense going forward. The thing, yeah. and I, I, I believe we mentioned this, uh, you know, last podcast. It's just the thing uh, when, when Swift is out, you know, Goff doesn't have him as his like you know security blanket to just check down to all the time. He's maybe forced to make some of those other throws he wasn't making before. So. There could be a positive in that regard. Yeah, um, kind of like when Swift when Kelvin when when uh, Stafford lost Kelvin and he ended up using other guys. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's true. So. That's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. I, I want to see them keep airing it out in this game. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, the, uh, some people would say hammer the ball, but no. I say golf. Let them go for it. They do have a yeah, couple I good cornerbacks and Kyle Fuller and Patrick Sertan, so uh, definitely one of the better uh, quarterback combinations to see. Patrick Sertan has been a pretty solid cornerback yeah. for them. As a rookie, right? As a rookie, yep. too, yeah. Another cornerback that uh, looks better than Kuda so far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Not in they're the same They're pretty draft, good but. against the pass. They're, they're ranked pretty high. At least mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do have a good pass defense. They have decent pressure on the quarterback, at least last week they did. And uh, mm. that's something yeah. we'll have to watch because Goff, uh, although he had a great David, game, he did get uh, pressured a lot and he got sacked three times last week. So that's something yes. we have to watch too. But again, Those his breakdowns he, have to be ironed out this week. That's yes, but again, some for. of that pressure is on him. <laughs> He's oh, yeah, step is, up yeah. in the pocket and just, but I don't think it's going to happen. If it hasn't happened, this, I mean, what? it's an instinct thing. You either have the instincts or you don't to some degree. He had some he decent ones this last week. When he's when he was feeling it, he plays. He's more confident in the pocket. He's not as bad. I'm not saying he's all good, but he's much better when he's confident. Or he was this last week anyway. Hmm. And then he also did that goofy thing in fourth and one where he just kind of like sidestepped that dude and then just stood there. <laughs> Yeah, that was I weird. don't know. So, I mean, yeah, it's still a mixed bag, but I'm just saying, it's not all bad. I got him NFC Player of the Week for that for that move. So Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Hmm. Heck, yeah. <laughs> still threw that dart to ice the game, baby. <laughs> kind of a wobbly dart, but it, it got there. <laughs> it did. <laughs> yeah, the the Peyton Manning, you know, the ball gets there. It doesn't yeah, matter. I don't care if it goes exactly. end over end. If it just keeps going to guys' hands and they score <laughs> touchdowns, by all means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But you did mention that, you know, the Broncos are only in the middle of the pack in terms of run defense. So that's where uh, the Lions really need to find, I think, their mm-hmm. success against this defense. Uh, that's our strength. They've been pretty vulnerable against the rush, uh, whether it was against the Eagles um, last week against uh, the Chiefs. So that that's definitely the the spot to expose them and then hopefully open up some of the passing game. But I think that's how the Lions op- offense has operated most of the years. Uh, you know, try to establish the run first. So hopefully they can continue to do that. Cause the run was effective last week against Minnesota over four yards of carry. So, yeah, definitely want to see them establish the run, but I still think there needs to be that emphasis on pushing the ball down the field. Cause that's going to help the run too. And I, we we saw they can do it. Now we have proof of concept. So I just want to keep seeing them work on that game. Cause that, plus those explosive plays just make all the difference in maintaining a, a an effective offense. If you're just pounding it all the time, all of a sudden you get stuffed for one, and you lose momentum, and all of a sudden you know you you drive stall. But if you can have that nice balance, did you watch the Patriots game? game? Watch the Patriots game. You don't need to throw the ball at all. Three pass attempts. Three for, passes. Uh, I mean, that's true. Running <laughs> like the Navy offense, essentially. <laughs> but you still got to have that threat of that downfield threat so you don't have to start just stacking the box. Yeah. Yeah. See, that like that Patriots game was kind of what you envisioned when Patricia was at the Lions, like adjusting your game plan to like the certain situations and stuff like that. Like, we just never saw that. It was frustrating. No, that's a Belichick <laughs> yeah. thing that did that's not so come true. over with pa- Patricia. No, Wait, he made one adjustment. He made one, and we we it, we used it to play a really tight game with the Chiefs, and then that was enough for him to be like proof of concept. This is our defense now. We are good. We'll rush for no more than four people and have everyone else in coverage <laughs> at all times. Hmm. Oh, you know, uh, I I don't think we mentioned it on the last podcast too. You, the end of the game. 
Uh, do you realize that the Minnesota Vikings are only rushing three on that last play? Mm-hmm. Never works. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> they were literally saying Stop on the broadcast, NFL, like NFL defensive coordinator, rush Goff. Especially the one it. time they did blitz, it almost cost us the game. <laughs> it almost caused the turnover. I don't get why you want to leave these quarterbacks with so much time in the pocket. Like eventually, someone's going to get open. It doesn't you gotta make sense. generate that pressure. Is I mean, that like? What the analytics is saying? It's impossible no to cover idea. the whole field with no matter how many people you put back there. You'd have to put, you know, like a hundred to truly cover every inch of the field. I just, I don't understand why coordinators keep doing this. You hear it every week. Somebody's doing it and it costs mm-hmm. them. I just don't understand it at all. At yeah. least rush, maybe rush three and have like a delayed blitzer, like well, something to generate Campbell, pressure. Uh, right. It's actually a, a balance. It's a, call than that. <laughs> that it is kind of i mean if you go with an all-out blitz you can get burned easily i mean yeah exactly so so like blitz is yeah but there's got to be something in the middle where you get some qb pressure and force some right well, ideally you have the that's to do it with three that's that's the ideally and and you know we've done it occasionally and other teams do it to us <laughs> occasionally so i mean it gets done that way too so it's it's i get what it it does always feel obvious though for some reason. So my gut does tell me still that like it's just better to rush at least one more, at least four, not not only three. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I'm I'm a fan of like you rush three and have like a delay blitzer so they can see like where the where the open lane is to attack and at least you know f- force them to do something with the ball. Right. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I don't think that would have made a difference in this scenario for the Vikings because Goff got rid of the ball pretty quick. Because uh, the Vikings just let him walk up to the goal line <laughs> untouched. That was another yeah, bizarre thing. They didn't. Man, the Vikings didn't put like you know pressure on him at, like at all. They just let him go untouched all the way to the goal line and right. go for a touchdown. Anyways, and that's, that's a play they've been apparently yeah. that's a play they've been honing and practicing for like the whole season, and it finally paid off. Like they that was something they've been scouting, I guess, and training. Yeah, we for, talked about so. that on the last pod. Yeah, like they nailed it. Oh, we did. Yeah, we got a so good let, play caller so. now. Well, yeah. he knows what to play, yeah. what to call. Let's see Dang if they can him. do it again this week. So. I'm not going to fight with you guys about Dan Campbell's play calling right now. <laughs> not this pod, no, sir. You know who plays for the Broncos? Uh, Mike Ford. Mike Ford plays for the Broncos, too. Oh, so does he really? See him oh, out there. Yeah. Good for him. I like that. Does he actually get played on I've defense, always liked or? Mike Ford. Mm-hmm. I had respect for Mike Ford. Yeah, he plays He's running team. back, actually. Let's see no, I'm kidding. I, I haven't watched the tape enough to understand. I just see him nice. in the box score here. He's somewhere in the back, some cornerback. Probably a special teamer. Um. So, all right, l- let's get now to our ever-famous predictions. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. So, as I mentioned, Lions, eight-point underdogs on the road in Denver. Bob, what do you got? All right. Yeah, well, if he listened to me last week, I predicted that Goff would close it out with a winning drive, which happened. So, I think you got to take some uh my words mm. at, at face value here. Um, I think this game is going to be a tough one. Because I mean, Denver is a better team than us, obviously. But uh, it's going to be uh, come down to the trenches. I think the trenches are going to be important. Got to protect Goff. I think we will emphasize the run a little bit more. But I, like uh, Red Dog was saying, you know, Goff has been improving uh, week to week, last last couple weeks anyway. And uh, I think we'll keep building on that. So we'll get a little pass game going. And I think, uh, yeah, Hawk's going to be extra motivated to. Beat out his buddy Font <laughs> and uh, you know get the win, and uh, they, they could swap jerseys after the game or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I see the Lions winning this one and another close one, uh, twenty to seventeen. 
Mm. Lions. Mm. I think it's the same score I predicted last week, but uh, I'm also <laughs> predicting it for this week. 2017, and uh, hopefully uh, Jack Fox won't punt too much because we'll be just pounding the ball on the ground. So, uh, All right. He, hopefully he'll boom along one if he does get a hold of one. Though. But I would like, like to it. see one punt from him. That'd be fun. <laughs> Lions one win. One big punt. Nice. On the road. Oh. All right, baby. We like it. We like it. Drinking oh, yeah. the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid. All right. So, Rudd Dog, what do you got? Oh, all right. Um, well, I, I think the, you know, maybe the Broncos are a better team, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. They have the unfortunate honor of being the team that follows up our first win and the team this and getting our a confident Detroit Lions team that just learned how to, you know, seal the deal. And they're going to get a full brunt to the face. And this team's going to come out fired up loving the taste of winning bloodthirsty and they're gonna run this score up nice and, and big they're gonna score 35 points in this game uh they're gonna get a safety because jack fox pins them on the one from our 20 at one point we do get stuffed at one point and he has to kick it like 80 yards or 88 yards down to their one and then we nail him for a safety with that so yeah this game's just gonna be uh hidden on all cylinders we're gonna build on the success of our first win and uh, oh, I, I think uh, the Broncos do get a field goal late because of the the low gravity. You know, they kick a long one. Low gravity. The low gravity. Wow. Are we like? Wait, floating? is there like a gravity well in Denver or something? <laughs> Did a meteor hit there? Recently? Yeah. What the heck? Whatever. You know what I mean. The low pressure. You've been watching too much sci-fi movies. Yeah. Low air pressure. Whatever makes uh <laughs> makes everything a little lighter up there. Yeah. It's. The lower oxygen. All right. So, what was your final score, Rudd Dog? Thirty-five to three. Okay. All right. So you have uh, a drubbing. That's two. It'll be like there. when we did it with Cliff Averill back uh, not that long ago. We we ran up a nice big score there too. That feels like a long again. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. He's in a retirement home right now. <laughs> Jeez, Connor. All right. Um. Well, my first prediction is that I think gravity will be at normal levels on game day. <laughs> Bold predictions. Yeah. Bold predictions. Um, <laughs> I, I think the Lions on defense are really going to go after Javante Williams, and I would like to see this become a Bridgewater versus Goff battle. I mean, I love Jamal Williams, but we don't need to see him rush you know, a million times. I'd like to see Goff build on his confidence and really see if he's a guy we can work with long term. I think... It's going to be a not that close a game, but like, you know, kind of close. And then I think we're going to pull away at the end. I predict 24-16 Lions victory with mm. Goff leading another touchdown drive nice. towards the very end of the game. All right. All right. Nice. I like it. I like it. Um, victory. So I'm going to also predict the same score I did last week, too. Um and I think the Lions win this one at the end of the game. I really like our kicker, our new uh, new kicker, Riley Patterson. Looked great last mm. week. Um, kickers tend to do pretty good in Denver as well. Riley, uh, Riley. For... <laughs> Riley, 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 <laughs> clock, 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 clock. <laughs> great Stafford mic'd up moment. Um, but uh, so I, I have twenty-one twenty again with the Lions winning at the end of the game here on a field goal. So I think Riley Patterson's gonna have a big day. The Lions might have a tough time getting the ball in the end zone in this one, but I I predict a lot of field goals out of him in this game. But enough, I don't predict seven field goals. I think I have uh four field goals out of him. No, no five. 
five five field goals, uh, and a and a and a, we get we get one touchdown and like miss an extra point or try going for two and don't get it. But either way, twenty one twenty is the is the ah. score I got for this one. I, Nail I biter. It. I felt it when uh, I woke up this morning. Uh, <laughs> it was one twenty. It was the fate speaking to you. It was. It absolutely was. Uh, but you know, Lions plus eight. You know, I don't understand the Lions again. Uh, we eight four against the spread. spread. One of the better teams in the NFL against the spread. And also, the reason is that they keep playing close games and they have these giant spreads uh, every week. You got to uh, take the spread here. That's but I do like it, or at least put in a tease, uh, you know, to get up like double digits because I, I, the Lions and Broncos are not that far apart. Now, I th- we thought that about the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. about the Bengals. <laughs> but uh, Lion, Lions but, spread and TJ Hawkinson touchdown, a little two-part parlay. This is all post-first win, though, guys. Everything's yeah. changed now. No, what do you th- guys That's think right. about that post-first win, though? I was looking at a Denver preview, and they were they said that was to their advantage, that the Lions already got their win. Like, they, they, like yeah. the boat. That motivation to get that victory is gone. Yeah, you that mean? monkey's it's gone. Off our so that, I mean, it's it's partially true. Like that was the big monkey on the back be. that was uh, motivated to play hard. But I, I, if you believe in Dan Campbell's leadership here, um, then I don't think they should have an issue being motivated to play this game as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Yeah, they they can if, go down the wrong path for sure. You can if have they the wrong crawl, effect, they better. Yeah. If they crawl through the last six games, I think that's gonna feel pretty. Because there's kind of like an, a sense of like enthusiasm for like after this victory that I felt uh, when Jim Schwartz started getting those victories at the end of the season, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, his first year where they ended the season with a four game winning streak and then carried it into a, a playoff <laughs> berth the next year. Uh, I mean, the field. Uh, there's some of those type of vibes like here. Yeah. You think if if the Lions win that Sheila. Sheila crawls on Campbell's back this time and rides him around like a. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a vision you just put in my mind. Well, well she it. jumped in his arms last two week. I don't know. Right, right, right. He picked her up. And she's That'd so much hilarious. smaller in stature. She's it was so like uh, the enter the uh, Thunderdome, Mad Max. Like she'd be the brains on top. He'd be the big brawn <laughs> guy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a good right. take on the NFL. As always, there's a great place to stop the podcast. And, I think, <laughs> and on that note, yeah. <laughs> yeah on that I think note. that's a great oh, place. Oh, you got the ad on that note this week. Bob. <laughs> um, all right, gentlemen, uh, listeners, Apple, Spotify, regular podcast, please download, please subscribe, and please leave a review. We'd always greatly appreciate that. Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please let us know your thoughts on this week's upcoming game and some of your predictions as well. Um, other than that, thanks to our producer, Kajay. Thanks to SidelineReport.com uh, for hosting our podcast on there. Greatly appreciated. Other than that, gentlemen, listeners, everybody have a great, great weekend. Get ready for another Lions victory. Yeah. We'll be back Ooh, early yeah. next week Whoa. talking about our reactions to that game uh, with another celebration, uh, if you believe our predictions. <laughs> so last but not least, as always, Go! go. Down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Go. Go.